if you are doing everything, you're really doing nothing. Are you ready to get unapologetically loud about your brand? Are you ready to stop playing small and grow your business to be everything that you've ever desired? Then you're in the right place. My name is Stephanie Rollins and I'm a digital marketing strategist and marketing coach who's ready to help you implement easy, proven marketing strategies to grow your business. We'll dive into strategies for email marketing, lead generation, social media, productivity, and we'll even have candid conversations about the craziness behind being a business owner. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. My name is Stephanie Rollins. I am your host. So glad to have you here today. Um, Our show today is going to be all about just being the CEO in your business and being the CEO of your life. And my guest today is like the perfect expert on that. Not only have I worked beside her for several years, but she's also personally coached me on how I mean, well, when I say coached, I mean like dug in my ass, basically. (laughs) She got on me about outsourcing and just making sure that I'm only spending time in my business doing things that actually move the needle and generate revenue. So I'm going to tell you about her really quick, and then we're going to go ahead and hop into the show. So today I have Aaliyah Kamala with me, uh, one of my business besties. She's a mom of three who believes that the path to being a better CEO is to become the CEO of your life. Her mission is to help women entrepreneurs avoid burnout and build a thriving business that they love through systems, staffing, and scaling. So Aaliyah, thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I mean, I get to talk to you on basically like a daily basis, but I mean, it's always a pleasure just kind of hearing like what you have to say about different things that are going on in our businesses and just hearing your insights. So I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Um, Before we kind of like jump into the meat, I just want you to talk about like, just give us a little bit of background about you, your business, like how you serve your clients, like what are you helping them do? Just give us a little rundown on that. Sure, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. My name is Aliyah Kamala. I am the CEO and founder of Kamala Enterprises, where I work as a business consultant and strategist, working with women entrepreneurs who are really looking to grow and scale their businesses. And what I found from working with you know over 100 product-based and service-based businesses is that women are the ones that are most likely to do all the things or try to do all the things on our own. Um, we're the ones that are more likely to you know, not charge our worth. We're the ones who are more likely to be burnt out, right? And so with all of those things at the forefront, but then you also have you know, the statistics that you know, women in business are actually, we're growing at a rapid rate. Right. So what that says to me as a consultant and a strategist is there's opportunity. And what that says to me is that those women need support. So the way that I show up and assist my clients is I act as a strategic partner. Um, So I am in their businesses. I'm supporting. I am their business bestie. I'm looking at where the holes are in their businesses. I'm looking at where the opportunities for growth. I'm looking at, hey, do we need to beef it up in this area to meet our goals for the month? And so I basically come in and look at what the biggest challenges are. I look at what the goals are for my clients and I meet them there and we create a strategy and we just work on implementation. So I don't just create the plan and just throw them out there to the wolves and, hey, you know, go as you are, you know, make yourself great. 
I actually work with them hand in hand and we do a lot of implementation work. We do a lot of, you know, delegating work. I also assist them with hiring some of their first staff members to assist with getting it done. And I'll say most of all, um, I really assist my clients in helping them to see the bigger picture. Uh, I feel like as a CEO, one of your main roles is to be the visionary. Um, it's not necessarily be to be great at all things. It really is to activate greatness in other people and for you to be the visionary and to stick to that why and to be able to execute, execute on the dreams of your business. And so my background is in leadership and education. Um, I'm also, you know, a life coach, you know, and so um, within the past five years, I got into business coaching. And again, I've worked with um, over 100 plus businesses who are service-based, product-based. Uh, they're based online. They have brick and mortar locations. And I really love working with women in business. And um, I love what I do. And again, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So, you said a few things that stuck out to me. Um, one of the main things was just talking about how like the CEO really yeah. needs to be the visionary. And yeah. I think, let me know if you agree with this or not, but I really think that within the past 10 years, like since like online entrepreneurship has like blown up, I feel yeah. like CEO has become like such a buzzword and people kind of twist like what it's really supposed to be. Yeah. And you know, you brought up the the fact about women and how we feel the need to do every single thing. I think that has a lot mm -hmm. to do with the standards that society places on women, even if they're not real and they're imagined, like they still place certain standards on us that they just don't do for other genders. Um, but yeah, I, I just let me know what you think about that, because that's that's kind of like my my thought process around that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, as women, it's we feel like we have to do all the things. We do feel mm -hmm. like there's a higher standard. And then, you know, as the ones who, you know, we're moms and, you know, we're wives. So that's an, another layer. Um, I think the expectation and the standard is a lot higher for ourselves. And we, we place that on ourselves. Right. But I think it's it's difficult for women to delegate things because we feel like we have to have a hand in everything. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily our role. Like our role is to be able to operate like in our genius zone. And so, you know, in our, our zone of excellence, right? And what does that look like? But I think multitasking um, has been the culprit because we're like cooking and sending emails and tutoring our son in Spanish at the same yep. time and <laughs> try to work out and get the 30 minute workout in. Right. I think multitasking has us in a death grip, you know, where it's like, we really need to focus. And I think simplify what our goals are so that we can have more impact and better results. Absolutely. Um, totally agree with you there. I could go down on a rabbit hole on that whole topic, but I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I'm going to keep it to myself. Maybe we'll have another show for that. But um, right now, I want you to give us some examples of like scenarios that you've encountered with some of your clients where you kind of realized like, hey, you shouldn't be working on this task. Like you should be working on another task. Maybe it's for you, your client. Um, are you in yeah. your business? Like give us, and you just use multitasking as an example. So give us some other scenarios. Cause I know people out there are probably spending time on things that they just really have no business spending time on. Right. Absolutely. Well, I definitely always say like, you know, what are the revenue generating tasks in your business? What's really driving the needle? And that is what 
the CEO should be working on. And so anything that's an admin task, sending emails, uh, social media, um, you know, building landing pages, um, you know, uh, setting up, you know, automations and things like that. Those are admin tasks that can easily be, you know, delegated or somebody else can be trained to do that. Um, because what happens is those things take up a lot of time. But at the end of the day, you know, if there's revenue on the other side of it, it's not, it may not be as impactful as a CEO meeting with potential partners or a CEO hiring other contractors or staff or recruiting, right? A CEO actually meeting with a staff member to offboard tasks, um, connecting with mentors or like, you know, what that's a CEO task. Um, professional development is a CEO task, right? Actually taking time to take a step back from your business and looking at, okay, well, you know, what do we accomplish this week, this month, this year, and how can we do better, right? So when we're in the minutia answering phone calls, um, you know, we're in customer service, um, we're updating our website glitches, all of that is time consuming, is draining, and it's not necessarily, you know, related to revenue generating tasks. Now, what I get a lot is like, well, you know, who, who else is going to do it, right? That's what we say, right? Like, I don't, right. you know, I don't have anybody else to do it. And then the other thing is they not, they can't do it like me. It's hard to find good people. Well, of course it's hard to find good people if that's the mindset. And honestly, you know, I, I just want to say, I, I feel like it's all about mindset. Mindset is everything. Um, your mindset is what helps to build momentum. And so I feel like now, you know, is an opportunity where, yeah, it may not be a lot of great people, but I feel like if you are able to find someone um, that is willing to do the work now, then you're going to find a higher caliber, you know, of um, someone that's going to, you know, actually get the job done. So, you know, admin tasks, you know, again, answering emails and things like that, I would just say, you know, look at what's the most time consuming, what's draining your time and what is not generating um, as much revenue as some other things and delegate, 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 or identify who you can delegate that stuff to. Yeah, I hear so many people online saying, you know, I'm working so hard, but I'm just not seeing the results. And when you look at all those things that you just said, like, yeah, sending a a quick email, that's not generating revenue, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people take pride in being a solopreneur and doing everything themselves. But the, the fact of the matter is you can only take yourself but so far before you just burn all the way out. And I know you're big on self-care. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get to that level, but I definitely realize that if you are doing everything, you're really doing nothing. Mm. All you're doing is running on the hamster wheel. And I feel like it makes people feel better to say, well, I sent 20 emails today, or I answered all of my customer service today, but really, and in some of those things, you know, it, it may not be as simple as just responding to an email. It could be rectifying a customer situation. And yes, you know, maybe now you have a customer for life as a result, but Mm -hmm. do you need to be doing that? Like, did did it have to be you in order to achieve that same result? Exactly. Absolutely. I heard a quote the other day that said, if you don't have an assistant, that means that you are one. Mm. And it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. 
you know, and then the other thing I, and I heard you say, like, you know, a lot of people pride themselves in having like these long to do lists, but there's a difference between being busy and being productive. Mm -hmm. So you can have 10 things on your list that you spend doing, you know, the day that don't move the needle, or you can have three things that are huge tasks, you know, that move the needle and you get more results. So it's really not about quantity as it is quality. Yeah. I have a quick sidebar. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Ali and I, we used to work, I, I said it earlier, but we used to work together. And what you just said reminds me of when I would come to the morning meetings with literally like 30 things on my list. Like, <laughs> I tried to make it very clear. I have 30 things to do. <laughs> but, you know, you can only give us so much done. That stuff bleeds out into the week. You know, it's, I mean, it's something to make you feel good about yourself. But really, like, you know, you can, you can, you can trim the list down to things that you really need to get done for the day. Exactly. And that also makes like the day more achievable. When you come into the day with like 30 tasks that you have to do, it's of course you're going to be stressed and like, oh my gosh, like how exactly. am I going to get all this done? You know, it does so. good stuff. And I remember those meetings and I would be sitting there like, girl, you know, all going well. You know, but I, what I will say is like, because I remember like I used to do the same thing. I yeah. think I did it before you did it. I probably retired <laughs> after I heard you doing it. And I was like, okay, is it possible? Let me, let me rectify, right? Let me course correct. But I remember having this sense of stress and like lack of achievement because it's like, man, like it, like, where's my where's the like the height of the mountain yeah it was like it's this constant struggle of like to do tasks and I just didn't feel accomplished because it was always so much and I couldn't mm -hmm. see the forest for the trees and so that feeling sometimes it just kind of weighs you down and it weakens your sense of achievement yeah you know busyness absolutely absolutely so uh, talk to us a little bit more about how CEOs should move in their business. You, you talked earlier about being the visionary, but what exactly does that look like? And how can people thrive in the CEO role instead of just, you know, succumbing to the CEO role because it's the cool thing to do? Absolutely. Uh, well, I actually encourage my, my clients to envision um, like a new reality because I think so often we associate having a business and being a CEO with like 80 hour work weeks and, you know, not having a vacation and I'm always on and I'm working all the time and I have to do this to grow my business. Right. And so I always challenge my clients to like, I honestly feel that once you focus and you're consistent and you tap into your zone of genius, you actually will make more by doing less. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's kind of like that 80 20, you know, if you've read the four hour work week, right? It's like, I feel like if we get hyper focused on what we are really here to do and those CEO tasks, then we actually will get more results. So, what does that look like? Um, time to like taking time to plan and really to kind of sit, you know, with what the challenges are. So, oftentimes, what I find in one to one sessions with my clients is that they already have the answer. I'm like, well, what's your biggest challenge? Oh, I, I can't, you know, I need to get more revenue. And then I'm like, okay, what have you done? Um, who have you asked? 
You know, what's not working? Mm-hmm. What is working? And I start asking these questions and they answer and they like, wow, you know, it's already within you. But what happens? We don't take the time yeah. to sit still. We are so busy running around, you know, in our emails, on social media, like doing all these, you know, sending out packages, you know, all these different things that we don't make the time to sit and envision and plan. And if there's a challenge that you're facing in your business, just sit with it, do a SWOT analysis, mm-hmm. you know, really break it down. And if you don't have the answer, something will come up where you'll be able to identify people around you who can assist you with that problem. So, you know, really taking time to plan. I'm um, also taking time to, to level up, right? So Steph, you know, you and I know the importance of professional development and even personal development, mm-hmm. but as a CEO, you are always learning. You know, you are all reading every day um, and you're taking great care of yourself. And I, I, I always infuse wellness into, you know, really coaching and consulting entrepreneurs because we're the ones to get the least amount of sleep. You know, we're eating on the run. We're working long hours and sitting in front of the computer. And I'm a firm believer that you cannot enjoy your wealth unless you are well. Mm. Right. How many millionaires and entrepreneurs do we know who are, you know, uh, God forbid, committing suicide or, you know, ill health, right? Like no amount of money is going to keep you from ill health, but it's about choices, right? So, you know, what does that look like to take great care of yourself? Automating processes. So instead of sending the same email with the same response 20 times over, get that thing automated. At the push of a button, if you don't know how to do it, learn how to do it or find somebody who can do it. Yep. Um, and so those are just a few things, really. I think it's about um, it doesn't have to be this overwork. It really has to be intentional. The other thing is really time blocking. Right. It's not about having 10 tasks. I would say choose three to five tasks that you can really sit with and get it done. Um, CEOs should be thinking about how they can generate more money in their business. That is what, you know, how are you making money today? How can you make more money? Because that is the life of your business. You make money by serving your customers and your clients. So how can you serve more? How can you serve better? How can you get your customers and clients to talk about your level of service more, right? So those are all the things that I think CEOs should be thinking of and working on. Um, to be able to grow their their businesses at a you know at a good level. When we're talking about CEOs, you just talked about time blocking and choosing three to five tasks to just kind of knock out and get done in that time block. Talk with us a little bit about getting into your flow state. Like, what do you do to get into your flow state? I know everybody has like different routines and different. Um, mm-hmm perspectives on, you know, how they can get into their flow state, but give us some tips on maybe what you do to help, you know, you with your time blocking for you to actually like achieve your goals and get stuff done. Awesome. So, yeah. uh, So for those people who may not be familiar with time blocking, it really is taking, you know, at least three, three hours and up um, out of your day to specifically focus on one task. And that way that'll allow you to amplify your focus. It allows you to get more done because studies show that when people kind of jump from task to task, it takes them at least 
15 to 20 minutes just to kind of get in a flow where they can focus on it, just just to even where the creative juices will be going, right? So like people who are admins or they're constantly jumping from task to task, they're really not as effective because it takes so long to actually be able to sit there and do a deep dive, right? Mm-hmm. So time blocking allows you to be more effective. Um, so what I do is um, I think environment is really important. Um, so I make sure I have, you know, some tea, things around me that kind of relax me. Um, I make sure I have like good music in the background. So I've been um, really liking lo-fi music. I'm learning. I, I didn't even know lo- lo-fi was a thing, right? Okay, so- pause, pause, pause. See, I, I tried to tell you about lo-fi years you know- ago. You would not listen to me. <laughs> You did, and you shared a playlist. I wasn't ready at that time. <laughs> I was knuck if you buck. I have my headphones I was on. Say, share with the audience I, what she was really listening to. <laughs> very much so, you know, like I was the type, like I wanted to be in. If you know me, then you know that I love Canva. Thanks to Canva, I've been able to save on graphic design costs as an entrepreneur and I'm able to create all of my design assets in one place. Canva has cut my social media process down by 50% and I literally wouldn't be able to be consistent on social without it. If you haven't tried Canva yet, then where have you been? Head on over to the show notes and grab a free Canva Pro trial now and thank me later. Now for the types of things that I that I do, I like that kind of you know, lull in the background where it's a little bit of, you know, rhythm, but not too much. So I like lo-fi. I love jazz. And I actually been liking house music in the background. Mm-hmm. I've been um, taking my house music and then putting like a motivational audio, like on the top of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, having that playing in the background has been great. So setting the stage, setting the tone, make sure you have like snacks and like water refreshments. Cause what you don't want to do is like keep getting up. Right. Oh, let me grab this or let me grab that. So make sure you're comfortable. Turn off your notifications. Um, we're not doing any social media unless that's part of what is on your work block. Right. Um, but cut off any distractions. You're not answering your phone during this time unless it's an emergency. Right. You're focused solely on this one thing. The other thing is have an agenda. You know, before you go into that work block, it's not like, OK, I'm going to spend three hours working on my book. No. Like, what are you working on specifically? Are you yeah. um researching the cover designs? Are you um, outlining the content? Are you sending you know, things over to the graphic designer, right? Be specific because what you don't want to do is spend your work block twiddling your thumbs. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to figure there. out what you're doing on your work block. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know, because I'll be honest, the biggest thing that I get when entrepreneurs transition you know, out of their nine to five and now they're working fully on their business is like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do with my time? Right. So you have to be a guardian of your time. So I definitely say, um, you know, those are some things that help. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, if you need to take a quick five minute breather and just go, you know, get some fresh air and come back, do that. Um, because that'll help to recharge you. Um, but just kind of do what you need to do to kind of stay, um, stay connected for that amount of time. And I promise you, you will get more done in those three to five hours. Sometimes I have work block days, but you'll get more done in that time than you probably have all week or all month. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm not the best at time blocking, but I will say when I do have um, time to sit down and focus, definitely getting that lo-fi playlist in and just setting your intention at the beginning and saying, okay, these are the things I'm going to get done. These are the things I'm sticking to. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people feel like it takes a lot of discipline and you do have to kind of build it up. Would you, would you agree with that, that you have to build up your discipline? Yeah. And I think you, you really have to, I know for me, I had to kind of change my mindset and say, I never want to be in a space again where I fully have to depend on somebody to get things done for me. I should be able to, I'm smart enough to do it my, not do it all myself, but do the big things myself, delegate what I need to delegate and also make the decision to sit down and do things that make me money instead of having fear creep in and say, well, maybe you're not ready to make money or maybe you're not ready, you know, for these big clients, or maybe you're not ready to pitch that person. No, you are ready. You're always ready. You just have to get it done. There's never a perfect time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, Steph, you know, when it comes to when you talked about it's something you have to work out at, you get better at, you know, being a CEO is like working a muscle. I always tell my clients, you mm-hmm. have to build that CEO muscle. Part of that building that CEO muscle is saying no. Yeah. You know, no, I can't do that. No, I'm not available to that. No, I'm not going to answer your email right now. Um, it's also part of, you know, saying yes to Mm -hmm. the things that you need to say yes to those revenue generating activities, right? Getting on that stage, pitching, you know, sending in that grant application, right? Um, But building that CEO muscle is something that's very uncomfortable. It's not something that we're used to. It's not the norm because how many of us, we're the first entrepreneurs in our families. We don't have a blueprint. We don't have a community. We don't have someone, you know, some of us may have mentors or coaches or consultants. And if you don't, I'd definitely say get one, right? Um, But if you don't have a blueprint, all of this is new. Yeah. You're a pioneer, right? So get used to being uncomfortable. It's not going to come easy. But what I do promise is that the more you do it, the more you'll be able to do it with ease. I never say it's easy. Like I don't, I just feel like the entrepreneurial journey is not supposed to be easy, but you can do things with ease and there's a difference. Awesome. I love that. And I like how you differentiate the two because I never thought about it in that way, but you're absolutely right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about delegating. I know, you know, some newer entrepreneurs that are listening to this, they're probably assuming, I'm not going to say even thinking, they're probably assuming that delegating is expensive or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're not ready for it because they're, you know, they don't have that much to do in their business right now. Let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about how to get started with delegating. Um, What are some things that you should uh, kind of be looking for? Or even Mm -hmm. like, what are some questions you should be asking yourself that you, so that you can find the right person to do the job for you? Awesome. Yeah, great question. Um, I find that the biggest challenges that people face when it comes to delegating is I'll just say like, you know, we have this thing where we don't want to invite anybody over to like a dirty house. Right. Mm -hmm. So we feel like (laughs) we got to have a clean, perfect house, which is our business before we can hire somebody. And it's like, no, you're hiring somebody to help clean up the house. Right. Because if you wait for that, it's never going to happen or you're going to continue doing things that just don't need to be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the challenge. What what I always say um, and I I tell my clients or I charge them to start with is to write out 
everything that they do. Just everything. As the as the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, <laughs> honey, what are you doing out here? Right? Write it out. And then that that creates a shift already because once they get it on paper and you know, visually, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm really sitting here doing the job at yep. 12 people. So then I say highlight the things that you feel like you can delegate. And then they send me what that list looks like. And then I ask them, what are the main revenue generating activities from what you have left for yourself that you need to keep? And then let's drill down even more and see if we can delegate you know, even more. So my goal is to get them doing to doing like core CEO tasks that are really about driving the business forward, that are really about, you know, generating revenue and how can we just delegate everything else. So once we get that list and we've highlighted what's going to be delegated, now we actually give that, you know, that list of tasks like a job description. Mm-hmm. Is that a VA? Is that an executive assistant? Is that a graphic designer? Is that a writer? Is that a social media marketer, right? Somebody who does paid ads, right? Um, who is that person? And then we literally start to create um, kind of that hiring, onboarding process to get that person in. Um, I know that a big thing people may say, I can't afford it. I just, I'm just getting started and I just can't afford it. Right. Um, so there's a trade-off is either time or money. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I, I think that there's so many resources out here right now, you can get an intern. Um, if you don't have a high budget, you know, you can get a VA for something as little as $8 with some of these agencies where, you know, these VAs work, you know, internationally. So the cost to hire or work with a contractor is lower, right? If you're just talking about admin tasks, just get somebody in to do the basics. Some people may say, well, I don't have time to train somebody. I don't have time to bring somebody in. Yes, you do. Because what you don't have time to do is continue to be doing stuff that's not making money in your business. Exactly. Yeah. So I would just say, like, get to the nitty gritty of analyzing what you're doing, then looking at what you need to delegate, then giving a name to that role and then start to identify who's the first person you need to hire to make the biggest impact of like getting some of the stuff off your plate. And then what does that onboarding process look like? So I love your approach to this because I feel like a lot of people who haven't delegated tasks yet, they're looking at it in the opposite way. They're looking, they're immediately going into it and they're like, I I don't have money to hire somebody, you know, but when you sit and when you, if you really take like an in-depth look at, as to what you're doing every day, you're going to find a lot mm-hmm. of things I did. I was just telling you before this call, I just did a list for myself because I actually need more help than I thought I did. Mm. Um, because, you know, it is either time or money. And if you're spending your time on something that somebody else could be doing, you're not making any money. Right. You could be out spending your time doing things that somebody else can't do and be making more money than, you know, editing a YouTube video or a podcast episode or creating graphics yeah. or whatever it is. And, you know, we had that conversation, you and I, um, last yeah. week or I'm glad you did that. Cause I was going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. When well, I was talking about it, I was like, what you not go do? 
<laughs> and I, I'm gonna be honest, I was so like, in that moment, I was like, No, I'm just gonna do it myself. It'll be fine. And then literally <laughs> that week, I was doing it myself. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it at all. So Girl, you were like, I'm gonna edit, I'm gonna plan. I'm oh, gonna- Lord. I'm yeah. just gonna go two weeks back like, and just what? smack myself <laughs> up a little bit because yeah, it, it's it's too much. It's yeah. too much, and like I said, if you're spending your time on little things like that, you're not making any money. So, or right. and, and another thing is like, okay, say you have somebody to delegate all this stuff out to, and let's say you've already made the money, you could be investing more time into your clients and giving them a, a better experience, improving their experience, so that they you increase their lifetime value. Instead of them staying with you for three months of coaching, now they're staying with you for six months. Now they're staying with you for a year. So exactly. yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do there. So I really love that approach. And if you are listening to this, take the approach and trust the process. Don't yes. go into it thinking, I can't hire anybody. I actually was thinking that last year before I hired my first VA. And then yeah. it came to a point where I had to do it. It was either yeah. get help or you just need to stop now because you're going to burn yourself out and it's going to be too much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely want to say, um, don't give up if it gets hard. If you get somebody and you're like, oh, they were horrible. I am just going to go back to myself. That is the worst thing that you could ever do is say, I'm just going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Because that is not a, that's not a CEO task. That's not a CEO mindset. Right now, here's the thing. The CEO can do it. If it needs to be done, mm-hmm. but the CEO is not volunteering <laughs> to do <laughs> it as the first person in line, right? Like that's the worst case scenario. If you just got to fill in the gaps, but we're not filling in the gaps as a, like, as the norm, you know, as yeah. the way how you're operating, like that's not, that's not what we're doing. So if you get somebody that doesn't work out or they're below standard, keep going. Hire somebody else. Keep a pool of people that you can choose from. Ask around. Ask to see who everybody else is using. Like, don't give up on the process because hiring is a journey. I don't care if you're a million dollar, multi-million dollar corporation or a solopreneur. Hiring is a journey, but you got to keep going and you got to keep pushing through to build your success team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, we're just about done with this episode. Um, I think everything that you gave so far was so great, super actionable. Can you give us like, give us like your quick and dirty list of how people can start being more productive, being more focused and being more efficient in their CEO role, like starting right after they listen to this episode, what would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to recommend um, two books that I really love. The first one is the um, 12 week year. And it really talks about how to map out your year and how to get more done in 12 weeks than most people would get done in a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing I would um, like to share is a journal that I created called Ready, Set, Glow, 90 Days to a Happier, Healthier You. Because I think that like productivity is all about accountability. And you really have to hold yourself accountable and you have to commit to the process. So what does that look like? Planning your your week on Sundays, like before the week starts, planning out your week and then setting goals for the week. I think so often like what I find um, is that 
entrepreneurs or just people in general who aren't used to setting goals and then you have to set revenue goals. Mm-hmm. If you just out here all willy nilly and you just making money, you're like, oh, it was a good month, but a good month compared to what? And then what's your goal? Like what's the metrics? What's the data? So really, you know, getting into planning your weeks and then planning your days. So you plan your week um, on Sundays and then you plan your days the night before. So what that means is that it it um, eliminates or it limits the opportunity for like you to just be out here willy nilly and going with the flow, right? Like nobody could just come in and say, hey, can I jump on your calendar today? Or, you know, like if that's how you want it set, that's fine. But I think so often um, we kind of leave things left up to chance. Mm-hmm. And the key for productivity is intentionality. You have to have a goal and you have to be intentional about taking the steps, doing the work, working on your business to make it happen. Right. So that so I think, you know, planning the night before and then every day keeping your goals like in front of you, having it as a screensaver or looking at where you wrote it down or what have you, even putting it on a poster board or or a sticky note. So keeping that visual, I would say, is key. Um, because I think so, so often people set goals and then they just, they just close the book or they walk away from it or they create a vision board and they never look at it for 364. <laughs> if it's not a visual, like if, you know, a lot of the people that I look up to in terms of productivity, time management and things like that, they talk about like having a vision and staying close to that vision. So looking at what your goals are. Um, and that was something that I just wasn't doing. Well, I write my goals out for the month and then the next month come and I'm like, mm-hmm. here are my new goals. And I'm looking at my old goals like, huh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So I definitely say, you know, staying connected um, to your goals. The other thing is accountability. Um, I think it's really important to have business besties. Um, that's something that, you know, I know you and I um, committed to Stephanie and the other um, sister that's in our group is we meet consistently, we hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and we pull each other to task. It's like, no girl, uh-uh, mm-hmm. I, you can do it better. <laughs> another, right? We right. encourage one another. We're like, okay, honey, I see what you're doing. You better launch that podcast. Yep. You better come through <laughs> with the wins, right? And so I think accountability um, every week or multiple times throughout the month is key because it's one thing to have your own goal, but when you start sharing your goals, it makes it to where you're more connected and then you have people that are also more connected to it. So um, those are a few things, of, of course, taking great care of yourself because none of this works if you're tired and burnt out, depressed, you know, uh, you got anxiety, like none of this works mm-hmm. if you're not taking care of yourself. So, you know, make sure you stay hydrated, get enough rest and eat well and do things that are fun. Like, you know, I think so often, you know, some, sometimes as solopreneurs, it gets, you know, it's like lonely at the top, as yeah. they say. You out here doing all the things and working on your business. It's hard to have people to relate to. They may not understand, but have fun because that also brings like a vigor to your business and it helps you to thrive and not just survive. And then you won't look up like that. I just really went past, you know, the last 90 days and didn't take a weekend off. Mm -hmm. Right. It helps you to savor the moment. I think the key is fulfillment. Um, When I say like be the CEO of your life, I think it's about fulfillment. Um, I don't think it's about how you know, checking off a list of what I did today or how much money I made. It's like, are you fulfilled and are you making impact? So mm-hmm. um, those are some of the things that have helped me and I think are important for productivity and time management. Awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people will find that helpful. We we find a lot of you know productivity content on 
YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, but I feel like some people just don't go like in depth the way that you did. So thank you so much for sharing those tips. Um, so Aliyah, let us know, like, where can we find you online? Give us your information. Sure. Awesome. Where I am in these social media streets <laughs> on all platforms at Aliyah Kamala, or you can check me out on my website, www.aliyahkamala.com. I'd love to connect. Awesome. And we'll have all of your information in the show notes too. So if you just head on over to the link, uh, then you can go ahead and get more information about Aliyah. But thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. I love the information that you share. I love the resources that you're offering. So keep up the amazing work, sis. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you. And to everybody listening, we will see you next time. Yeah.